Shalom and welcome to Israel Policy Forum's Matzav podcast, the podcast that brings you all the latest updates and analysis on the Israeli-Palestinian peace process. I'm Eli Koaz, Communications and Digital Director at IPF. And I'm Noah Schusterman, the Communications and Research Fellow. After a short recess, this week we want to talk about the socio-political climate in Israel and the prospects for positive change. Joining us here in our offices in New York is the activist and CEO of Durkenu, Polly Bronstein. Durkenu is the fastest-growing grassroots movement in Israel, with more than 200,000 supporters to date who share the vision of a thriving Jewish, democratic, and secure Israel and putting a peaceful end to the conflict. Next month, Durkenu will be organizing the annual Rabin Memorial along with Commanders for Israel Security. Hi, Polly. Great to have you here. Hi, everyone. Good to be here. Um, so let us start with uh, you telling us a bit about Durkenu. What is this movement? So Durkenu is a movement that was uh, established after the 2015 elections when we were looking at the Israeli society and seeing that the moderate majority of Israelis are sitting at home and not participating in shaping the future of Israel. So we saw the extremists on both sides, left and right, uh, being very loud, very influential, uh, making this uh, fight among themselves. And most Israelis that share common values, common agenda, are just sitting at home, not participating with this notion that they cannot influence Israel. And so we embarked on this journey that uh, was supposed to build and organize the majority of Israelis that are moderate, and first of all give it a name, the moderate majority or the moderate camp, that transcends uh, left and right camp. You have moderate Arabs and moderate uh, ultra-Orthodox and uh, moderate leftists and rightists and periphery and so on, and then give them uh, the values that they share in common. So we, it wasn't just a hunch. We went out and researched it and polled it and asking all of the Israelis uh, what it is that they think the modern majority has in common. And so came out with four uh, va- uh, values or four principles. First of all, uh, Israel is a Jewish uh, state or the nation state of the Jewish people and a democratic state for all of the citizens. So an, uh, this balance between Jewish and democratic, that's one. The second is separation from the Palestinian into two nation states. Uh, The third is civil solidarity and social justice, and ending with fighting uh, extremism and uh, discrimination, um, violence, and racism. And these are things that sometimes maybe from the outside you wouldn't think that about Israelis, but most Israelis, I would say 70, 80% of Israelis, feel that that, uh, these values represent them. And so we went out and starting, uh, started to sign people on pledge cards saying, I'm a moderate, I'm a moderate Israeli, these are my values, I want in, and created a database that now is, uh, has more than a quarter of a million Israelis. We have a very strong Facebook page, and our idea is, first of all, to grow, have more and more Israelis become part of the movement, and create for them, on one hand, very strong messages, both emotional but also uh, informative, for them to, to create this uh, powerful identity of moderate, but also to know, you know, what it means to be a moderate, give them strong calls to action, make them active, make uh, the moderate majority heard. And how important is taking this message outside of the Tel Aviv-like bubble? Are you going all over Israel from north to south? 
That is a very important question. Thank you for asking that. Um, many times people will assume that we are operating in Tel Aviv for the people of Tel Aviv. Uh, the truth is we, Tel Aviv, we left behind <laughs> uh, because the people of Tel Aviv are very active uh, and we are looking to awake those people who don't live in Tel Aviv, actually live all over Israel, uh, barge into their living rooms and tell them, guys, wake up. Activism doesn't seem to be a tool that you, uh, that you think will be effective, but actually you can do the like, smallest thing, like share a video on Facebook or put a banner, banner on your porch or donate some money or uh, hold a house party at your house something small, but if we all do that together, we will be so much stronger as moderates. And so we work in Rehovot, and Rishon Lezion, and Haifa, and Be'er Sheva, and Kfar Saba, and Petach Tikva, and more and more and more cities of Israel, stretching all the way to the south, and north, and Jerusalem. And actually in Tel Aviv, we don't work that much. <laughs> <laughs> what about the West Bank? Uh, again, very good question. Thank you. So we don't work in the West Bank in terms of we're not knock on doors on the, in uh, settlements. Uh, but it's not that we um, boycott settlements. We did some trips. We were in Eli. We were in Efrat. We were in Ofra. Actually, we went to Ofra. Um, to meet with a few people that were about to be evacuated from their homes. Uh, the Court of Israel found the land where they lived, nine houses, uh, to be uh, on private Palestinian land. And the court decided that it needs to, uh, they need to leave their houses and the houses to be destroyed. And so one month before that happened, we went there. We were about 30 people from Dalkenu, sat with the people of Afra and Amona, neighbor Amona, and had a very tough but good conversation where we told them, you know, our hearts are with you. It's not an ideology for us, for uh, settlers to be evacuated from the uh, home. Of course, we don't think that uh, at the end result you need to live here because we think it needs, again, at the future to be a Palestinian state. But our hearts are with you. You're, you know, uh, part of our people and we care for you and we want to listen. And out of that specific visit, I made a very, very good friend. So one of my friends who will be, uh, I think, with me in the Rabin Rally on November 4th that we're organizing is a stellboat. One of the women from afar that her house was destroyed since our families became friends, we became friends. We talk about you know, recipes and raising children, but we also talk about politics and people will be very surprised, but I find her to be a moderate. And I think it's okay for me to say on her behalf, maybe she won't approve, but I think um, also she will tell you that for real peace, she will not be the obstacle. And if one day there's a possibility for two nation states to live together side by side in security, uh, my friend Estelle bought from afar a real settler, a real right winger, will not be the obstacle and see how she left her home. And I also hope that some of, uh, of that came out from the meeting Darkenu. When she left her home, she, w she went on her two legs, didn't have to evacuate her. She said, you know, the collective uh, uh, future of Israel is more important to me than my house. And her and her family left uh, very quietly and in peace, and I was very proud of her. We know you have this uh, cooperation going on with Commanders for Israel Security regarding the uh, Rabin Memorial. You can tell us how that came about and 
what are your aspirations for the rally? So uh, first of all, we are very proud to say that we see ourselves as one piece of a puzzle in this sea of organizations that are working to make Israel more moderate and more pragmatic uh, and just better. And so uh, we are doing the grassroots part, I think. We are the biggest uh, grassroots movement in Israel by far. I think the field work that we are doing, nobody else is doing, and it's going very uh, well. But we also think that this should be um, uh, given uh, as part of what our contribution to the whole civil society in Israel. So for that sense, we are in great um, partnership with the Peace and Security Council, with, of course, the Commanders for Israel Security, f foremost with Women Wage Peace, with uh, um, Israel Initiates and Blue and White Future, and on and on and on. Uh, these are all um, movements and organizations that we uh, appreciate their work. But from all of these organizations, the one that we chose, and I think chose us for this you know, very meaningful event of the Rabin Memorial is the Commanders for Israel Security because they are bringing something that for sure we lack and we're bringing to them uh, something that uh, we, uh, they lack. They are an organization of 270 uh, generals, very high-ranked from IDF and Mossad and Shabak, former generals, I need to add. And the police, Israeli And the police, police. Yeah. you're right, I, I forget. And, um, and they um, create material and uh, content that is very um, you know, professional from the, the experts in security of Israel. This is something that also, of course, they have this credibility that we do not have, being just citizens. I mean, I was an officer in the army, but a very small one, and that was like a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I think this partnership where we can bring the big channels that we can reach millions of Israelis with our page, with our website, with our campaigns, and especially with our legwork, right, our fieldwork, and they can bring the credibility and their expertise and their professionalism, I think makes us, you know, a perfect match for the, for, to run the Rabin Memorial. And if you ask me about the Rabin Memorial, you know, I don't often get um, emotional, but it happens to me a lot this week. Um, so 22 years ago, uh, when Rabin was murdered at a rally in Kikar Rabin, I was there, and I was only 20, and uh, I was so full of hope. It was an amazing rally, because after a, a very long time that Rabin and the whole peace process was attacked by the right in a very, very nasty way, if I should add, uh, in an insightful way, we came, the camp came out, back then we were called the peace camp, uh, came out to the square to tell him, don't be afraid, we have your back, and we we're with you, just keep on going. But we didn't have his back, it was too late. At that time, you know, Igal Amir, the murderer, was already there, and he shot him in the back. And that was probably until today the most traumatic thing that happened to me personally. And I have, you know, a few things happened to me. Uh, I, I think I cried for a whole week. And I don't know if I cried just about him because I thought he was, you know, a wonderful leader. And uh, many of my generation was very attached to him personally, but also on what happened to us as, uh, as people. And so 22... Um, Years later, I get to close this circle by, you know, co-partnering with the, or partnering with the CIS to run this rally. And my dream would be, 
to fill the square as you know big as it was 22 years ago with a lot of hope as we had then and kind of start over as if you know I don't want to say if, if it didn't happen because it did but kind of like start over for Israel I think for many years we've been gathering in Rabin Square you know very sad very sad pessimistic uh, despaired we want this year to be about the strength of the modern majority of Israelis the hope that we have the opportunities that Israel has and it has some we want it to be a happy occasion we want the people to come feel that they are part of something bigger stronger and that is the real Israel that's why you're gonna see on stage we're not gonna you know not gonna cry against you know uh, what is happening to us and incitement and so on we are gonna see on stage what we want for Israel the lead the next leadership of Israel that comes from all spectrum but is moderate people talking about what we have in common people think about what we can agree on people saying we have differences but there's way to deal with them there's a, you know democracy the rules of the game are important because nobody's going anywhere we're all staying here we have to get along and uh, I hope the people who will come to the rally uh, get you know feel this high this energy and most of all I want them to say you know we want to join in we want to be active like give us their signature and start working for um, for a moderate and pragmatic Israel So I'm just wondering, from my perspective as someone who grew up in Israel and has attended the memorial every year, um, what do you have planned? And um, maybe just uh, if you can say a few words about that. Because from my experience, it's, it usually turns into like, we call it the rubbing festival. There's a lot of songs and people come and nobody actually listens to the speakers, but you have the singers and nobody really remembers why they're there, but it's just like a social event and people come and say hi. Um, is it going to be different? Well, I hope it's going to be different. First of all, I think it's very powerful just to be in the audience and we have some surprises for the audience, so how they can Ooh, be can active. Can you tell us any? <laughs> Obviously not. Uh, you're going to just have to wait, but we want the audience to be active. We want it to be heard. We want it to be seen. And so I, I'm just saying for what you're, you asked, being in the crowd is very powerful. I've obviously been there every year not just for the Rabin air rally kind of like to every rally and it's a powerful experience especially when it's full right mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, it's also going to be very different on stage this year first of all we said we're not going to bring any politicians or parties the Kenu and CIS are both organizations who are not non-partisan we don't support any specific candidate and and so it's about agenda and about values And since we did say the slogan for the camp for the campaign of the rally is that the first time ever the first Rabin rally that where there will be no politicians because usually the labor party head has always spoken yes. of the Rabin rally so this is something that's really so really I different. don't want to commit in saying never but I would say it always had uh, like um, it, if not just a part a specific party then a camps uh, mm. atmosphere to it for sure last year it was organized by the uh, labor party uh, so this year we chose the slogan on November 4th we remember we are one people 
And the stage is going to look like one people in what sense? First of all, there are no one speakers. It's not going to be a song speaker, song speaker, and we're not going to have these uh, squares to feel like the Arab, the right-winger, the Haredi. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have all of Am Israel and all of Israelis, not just Am Israel, on stage. And they're going to come up in blocks, so blocks of speakers, always together because we are it's about being amichad so that's not never one speaker not one person um, women and men right wing left wing uh, Ashkenazi Mizrahi periphery center with, we hope they're all there and again not talking um, about politics talking about what we have in common hopefully it will feel different I can also say we have a you know in terms of effects and videos, um, we invested a lot in that. It's going to be very special in that regard. It's going to be a very, very special evening. Um, and I hope it's full with people because I think a lot of Israelis want to see a full square with 100,000 Israelis in it. Um, and I'll give you one hint for the surprise. Yes. Singing mm-hmm. together. Sheila <laughs> uh, Shalom. Uh, Sheila Shal- uh, you're just going to have to wait you're going to have to wait but uh, I'm, I'm sure that if I'm going to be in the if I was in the crowd uh, I would come back home very optimistic and up- uplifted um, so most of our listeners are in the United States but for those in Israel maybe you can speak about how they can get involved and I know there, there are buses from all around Israel so maybe just tell us a bit more about Yes, uh, of course. So we have a few call to actions to the crowd besides just coming on November 4th and being in the crowd. We are looking for volunteers and we made a lot of effort to bring in volunteers. We have hundreds of them already. I'm proud to say hundreds of youth. Uh, for those of you who know the term mechinot, so the pre-army uh, um, schools, uh, some of them have came up and become volunteers. We also have the youth of Darkenu working very hard to, uh, towards the rally, uh, putting banners all over the country, um, standing in malls and giving people flyers and so on. So we need more and more volunteers, especially for the day of the rally itself. Another campaign or call to action is that we've asked people to donate money to help us bring in buses uh, people from all over Israel. So we want the Israel periphery on uh, the square on Saturday, and we don't want them to be stopped by the issue of pricing. So we're halfway there, almost uh, where we need to be in terms of bringing 40 buses from all over Israel. And wow. if we have more money, more buses. And how about a flight or two from JFK? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we invite everyone from, not just from JFK, but from all over the Jewish world, and not just the Jewish world, all over the world, to come to the celebration of democracy and of uh, Israel and be part of that. I want to say that I can assure you it's going to be an unforgettable evening. And, um, yeah, I hope you're with us. Um, and heart. <laughs> I, I may actually be there, but um, <laughs> okay. Well, Polly, um, thank you very much. Um, this was great, and we look forward to the rally. And we wish you batzlacha uh, on all your work and continued success. So here's uh, an opportunity to tell everyone who's listening that the rally is going to be live uh, with translation to English, oh, and perfect. you will see it online. The whole thing when it's happening and participate from home, even here in America. And that's on your website. 
Their on, Facebook, yeah. on Facebook, yeah, on websites. Uh, look us up, Darkenu, uh, Orgayel, or I guess CIS. CIS, and also we'll be sharing all that stuff on our Facebook page as well, Israel Policy Forum. Don't forget to join us next week for a new episode. In the meantime, stay engaged with IPF on Facebook and on Twitter. Thanks a lot.